Welcome to the Life Launch Podcast. My name is Heather Borsma. I'm a certified business coach who helps mama entrepreneurs double their business with more heart and less hustle. Want to learn how? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Life Launch Podcast. I'm Heather Borsma, certified life and business coach, and I am here to help you Balance your emotional world so that you can create massive results in your life and business. And today I want to share a little bit of my emotional health journey, why it matters to me, why I talk about it all the time, and what difference it can make in your life and business when you learn how to process your emotions. So let's take it way back to when I was a young child. I have many memories of being in my room crying so intensely that my whole body was shaking like on the floor sobbing not just as a child but as a teenager and as a young adult and even now as an adult there's been so many times where my emotions have felt so powerful and so big and I haven't always known what to do with them and growing up in the church I subconsciously picked up this narrative that my emotions were bad and wrong. I'm not saying that anyone directly said this to me or that this is what the church believes on the whole, but this was the message that came through for me. Messages like, the heart is deceitful above all things would be said, or that we can't trust our flesh, we can't trust our feelings, our feelings are lying to us. Things like this were kind of the message that was being communicated. And I think it's not just in the church. I think that is culturally pervasive as well when I was growing up. is like you were supposed to hide your emotions and numb your emotions and not express your emotions. That if you were being too emotional, it meant that you were unstable or that you weren't healthy or that you couldn't really be trusted. And this is also tied into being a woman is feeling like it's been criticized that women are so emotional. Like a woman can't lead because she'll get sidetracked by her emotions. She'll start crying in the office and and people who cry, you really can't trust those people. Well, I think the narrative is changing. Thank goodness. And I think now we're starting to realize that the people you can trust most are the ones who are willing to feel their emotions because we all have them. Spoiler alert, every single human being on this planet has emotions, and the ones who aren't expressing them often are resisting or numbing or buffering from them in other unhealthy ways. Pornography, sugar, any kind of addiction, weed, smoking, alcohol, like there are so many ways to avoid feeling your feelings that we should be so much more wary of than a person crying, okay? I'm getting passionate here because I am on a mission. This is what I feel like I was put on this planet to do is to help people understand and navigate their emotional world so that they can unlock the gift that's inside of them to give that so often is blocked simply by not understanding what to do with our emotions. Back to the story. I was a child, I was a teenager growing up, so many emotions, didn't know what to do with them, and unconsciously taking in this message that the only thing to do with them was to hide them, to push them down, to resist them, to not show them. And that didn't feel authentic to me. And I 
sort of swung in the other direction. And that was, I fully expressed the emotions, but I didn't know how to do that in a healthy way. And so they sidetracked me. They took me off course. They led me sometimes down paths that weren't the best path for me. I was in a relationship for four years, a romantic relationship. And so many of the decisions that I made in that relationship were driven by emotions that I didn't know how to process. I experienced so much insecurity in that relationship. And rather than learning how to process the insecurity, understanding the story that was creating it, I just followed it. I let it lead me into years of, you know, dysfunction, years of, I wouldn't say there was anything like abusive about the relationship, but there was just, you know, I was treated in a way where I wasn't given respect and I wasn't treated as a valuable person. And I was told that I was too much and not enough constantly. And because I didn't know how to process my emotions, I stayed and stayed and stayed and fought for something that wasn't ultimately good for me. It was actually really unhealthy. Fast forward into my adult life. I'm married. I have two kids. I'm pursuing my career in motivational speaking. And at the time, my kids are three in one and I'm hosting a television show and I am just running from one thing to the next to the next. And in that process, I find out that I have a genetic mutation called the BRCA2 gene, which means my chances of breast cancer and ovarian cancer are significantly higher than the average person. And I tell you this to say, this was kind of the trigger that led to my unraveling. And everything that I had been holding together for so many years emotionally started to fall apart. And my capacity, which usually was so high, like I was able to get so much done and be so present and productive in all these areas of my life, my my capacity was shrinking. And it really led to a year of anxiety and panic attacks and just, you know, the body saying this isn't working. Something is not right here. And here's the thing. When we're kids, we process our emotions naturally because it's something that we intuitively know how to do. That's why kids have temper tantrums. They're letting their emotions out. And then as we grow, we learn to edit and filter and numb and hide our emotions. And it works for a little while. Like, even through your teens and into your 20s, it kind of still works. Like your body, I think, is young enough and um, vibrant enough to be able to kind of weather all the emotional storms. But at some point, when you don't know how to process your emotions in a healthy way, they do get stuck in your body. And at some point, your body says, no more. This is not happening. This is not working. We can't do this anymore. And if you weren't listening to your emotions, you have to listen to your body because when your body breaks down in some kind of way, whether it's anxiety or depression or chronic illness, you have to listen because you can't function without your body. And so this is what happened to me. I started having weekly panic attacks. I started not being able to fully show up in the areas of my life as a mom, as a wife, as a speaker and an author and a teacher. I wasn't able to do the things because my body was literally saying no more. 
And this is when I started to really explore my emotional world and seek out tools for emotional health because I had to, because I was at a breaking point, because I was realizing that without it, I wouldn't be able to keep going. And so I began a journey of learning and growing emotional health tools in both my body, my mind, my soul, and my spirit, all of the areas. And I'm not going to go into huge detail of that entire story, but what I want to share with you today is some of the tools that I learned that have helped me create emotional health in my life and how that has unlocked my ability to create external results, to create amazing things in my business and my personal life that only are possible because of the tools that I learned to really change and improve my my internal life. So one of the first things I want to talk about is self-awareness. And this is something that is such a powerful tool and it's talked about, but maybe like you're wondering what actually is self-awareness. So let's just break it down. Self-awareness is the ability to understand and manage your emotions, your thoughts, and your behaviors, okay? Understand and manage your emotions, your thoughts, and your behaviors. And there are so many ways to cultivate self-awareness. And when you do cultivate self-awareness, you're going to gain more understanding of your strengths and your weaknesses, of your values, of your personality traits, of what motivates you, of what stresses you, and you'll be able to better show up to your life and your business when you understand these things. One of the things that is involved with self-awareness is understanding your triggers. And now if you're like, what does the word triggers mean? It seems like everyone's throwing it around these days. What does it actually mean? A trigger is basically an event that happens that causes an emotion to come up in your body. But the thing that most of us miss in a trigger is that between the trigger and the emotion, there is a thought. Hiding between those two things is an unconscious thought, a story that we're telling ourselves that is creating the emotion. And this was the piece that unlocked everything for me on my emotional health journey. And it came from building self-awareness, from starting to slow down and actually listen to my body and observe my emotions and see what was happening on an unconscious level and bring it into my consciousness. That's what self-awareness is, right? It's like things are happening that we're not aware of all the time and we're going to slow down and we're going to start to look and see and bring into our awareness those things that we haven't been aware of. And this might look like the next time you feel super emotional and you don't know why, you pause and you ask yourself, what happened? What triggered this? Was it something I saw? Was it something that was said to me? Was it something that happened? Was it an email? Was it a text that was sent? And then you start to notice not just how you're feeling. Okay, that's really important. Notice how you're feeling, but also look for the story that you're telling yourself that created that feeling because here's the deal with emotions, okay? You can't stop emotions. You cannot stop them. You can't make them go away. Once they happen, they actually need to come up and out of our body, right? Even within the word emotion is the word 
motion. It is meant to move through us, not stay stuck in one place in our bodies. And that's where we experience them, right? We experience them in our bodies. So if we want to process them, we have to actually let them move through our bodies, okay? So when you experience an emotion, the reason you're experiencing an emotion is because of the things that you're thinking. Now, you might be saying to yourself, well, I'm not thinking all these negative things on purpose, so how can they be creating emotions in my body? We have 60,000 thoughts a day. Most of those thoughts are negative. Most of those thoughts are unconscious, and they are happening whether we are aware or not. So the next time you're triggered, you ask yourself, what was the trigger? What was the emotion? And then you ask yourself this very important question. What was the thought that I was thinking that created this emotion? Because even though we can't control or stop emotions, we can control our thoughts. And this is the key, you guys. This is what unlocked all of the magic in my life to be able to create a six-figure business in just 20 hours a week, to be able to revive my marriage from something that was disconnected to something that is passionate and intimate and connected. This is what helped me to be my most healthy, strongest self today at almost 40 years old. It was understanding this one thing from building self-awareness that my thoughts actually create my feelings and I can't control my feelings, but I can control my thoughts. Boom. That's it. If that's all you get from today, (laughs) that's enough but I want to give you more. I want to give you more. I want to help you navigate how you start to use this information to actually transform your life and business. So when you notice the trigger, the thought, the emotion, what do you do with it? Right away, I think it's really tempting for us once we start to build this self-awareness and notice these patterns is to want to change them as fast as possible. And I want to encourage you that you are not a problem to be fixed. That your emotions are not a problem to be fixed. It's actually healthy and normal and beautiful to be a human being experiencing the whole array of human emotions. It's what we're supposed to do. If you have big emotions, you're not broken. You're just human. Okay, so let's stop seeing sadness and anger and anxiousness and frustration as a problem to be fixed. Can we please Can we please normalize that being angry and nervous and scared and sad is part of being human? It's part of being human. It's how you were built. It's how you were created. And the goal is not to eliminate all the quote unquote negative emotions and only feel positive emotions. No, because if we take away the negative, then by default, we've taken away the positive. If we don't feel sadness, how can we know that happiness is happiness? It comes from the contrast, right? That's where the beauty of positive emotions comes from is the contrast with the negative ones. And so the goal here is not to take away or eliminate the negative emotions. It's to be willing to feel them, to learn how to actually process them through your body. Because when we process an emotion when we actually allow it it only takes 90 seconds to five minutes to process that emotion through our body that's it 90 seconds to five minutes watch a toddler tantrum and you'll know it's true right if you actually let a toddler feel their feelings and you don't interfere it doesn't take that long 
It's when we butt in. It's when we try to stop the process. It's when we tell them not to cry. It's when we distract them with food, when we distract them with shows, when we do all those things. That's when it prolongs the feelings. But when we actually allow it to run its course, it's not, it doesn't have to be a long, drawn out, crazy, intense process. Now, here's a caveat to that. Most of us have experienced some form of trauma in our lives, and that emotion likely is trapped in your body right now, especially if you haven't done the work to really heal that. And that's fine. And that's not, doesn't mean something's messed up or broken with you again, human, you're human. So sometimes emotion comes up. That's not just triggered in this moment that might bring up emotion. That's a lot more intense and lasts a lot longer than 90 seconds to five minutes. That is a whole other topic, and we are going to talk a little bit about trauma next week um, when I interview an amazing guest on the podcast, but today, for the purpose of this conversation, what I'm talking about is something that is not triggering intense trauma, but that is just happening in the moment, okay? The next time you're triggered, you're going to notice the trigger, what happened, what was said, what did you see? You're going to notice the emotion, and then you're going to notice the story in the middle, the thought that you were thinking. So for example, you were scrolling through social media, you saw a colleague of yours post about an amazing opportunity they got to do something incredible in your field. You immediately felt jealous, or you immediately felt insignificant, or you immediately felt discouraged. Why? Because there was a story you were telling yourself, and it was probably something like, if they get that opportunity, I won't. They're doing better than me. They're further along than me. I'm not doing this right. The next step is not to change the thought, or to stop the emotion, it's to actually create space to feel that feeling. You feel discouraged? Okay. Feel discouraged. Pause. Create some space. What could that look like? It could look like actually putting language to the feeling that you're experiencing, maybe writing it down or telling a friend or a loved one. It could look like putting a hand somewhere on your body, maybe where you're feeling that emotion in your body and taking a couple of deep breaths and reminding yourself that it's okay. It's okay to be discouraged. It's okay to feel scared. It's okay to feel insignificant. Nothing's gone wrong. This is being human. Taking a few deep breaths and then reminding yourself the reason that you feel the way you feel is because of the story you're telling yourself. And that doesn't mean you have to change the story right away. But it does remind you that you can, and it does remind you that you're not a victim, that you're not out of control, that you are powerful, that you do have agency. And when you're ready, when that emotion has passed, the intensity has washed over you, and you get to the other side, that you can decide a new story to think, a new way of responding to that trigger so that it doesn't create that emotion again the next time. This is how we use self-awareness to build emotional health and then take that emotional health and use it to transform every area of our life. Because when you are able to feel your feelings, you can create any result. You want to grow your business? The one thing standing in your way that you probably aren't paying attention to is your unwillingness to feel the feelings that come up along the way. Why don't you take action? Because you're scared, because you're nervous, because you don't want to be embarrassed. You don't want to feel a feeling. Why don't you want to try again when something doesn't work? Because you feel like a failure, because you don't want to experience the emotion in your body. If you were willing to feel any feeling, knowing that you can actually understand where it's coming from, that you can build your self-awareness so that you can understand and manage your emotions, thoughts, and behaviors, 
then you can literally create any result in your life or business. This whole month on the podcast and in my email community and on social media, I am going to be talking about emotional health and sharing tools that you can use to build your self-awareness, to learn how to process your emotions, to actually take those emotions and use them as fuel in your business to create your most incredible work and to learn how to emotionally mature. That's what we're exploring exploring this month. I would love to have you along for the journey. If you found this episode helpful, I would so appreciate you subscribing to the podcast, leaving a review, or even just taking a quick screenshot and sharing it on social media. I'm sometimes hesitant to ask for people to share, but this work is so important and so powerful and so life-changing that I want as many people as possible to get their hands on these tools so that they too can experience the freedom that comes from learning that your emotions are not your Achilles heel, they're not your weakness, they're not something holding back, they are actually your connection to wisdom, to the pathway forward, to understand where you need to be leaning in more, where you need to be setting up boundaries. You know, they actually can guide you when managed properly. They can guide you to the path to have everything that you want, everything you want most. Okay. I'm getting so fired up about this. I can't wait to explore the rest of these topics with you this month. Thank you again so much for tuning in, for taking the time and for being willing to build your self-awareness so that you can find emotional healing and freedom. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you found it helpful, follow along and give us a quick review so that we can get the more heart, less hustle message into the hands of more women. And if you want to take this work even deeper, come check out Life Launch. It's my monthly coaching membership where we take all of these ideas and we apply them to your life so you can get the incredible results for yourself. Check it out at heatherborsma.com. We'll see you next week.